Well, so, I mean, what, what this started about six months ago, right? We got an invite to come down to Toast. Yeah. Um, that's an event kind of like Proof um, that happens down in Portland. Um, and and Proof and, happens in, in Seattle in, in July. Yeah. And it was about, I would think, about half the size. But yeah. um, we ended up being able to meet up right there in one of their, their rooms in the venue um, and interview three different distillers. So yeah. um, this is actually the first part of um, what will be three episodes that came from Toast. Um but but Vin was very interesting because um, they're a Baijiu distillery, which we didn't really know anything about other than we know a couple facts about it, yeah. <laughs> but we never actually tasted it. So um, when we got down to Portland, the first thing we did was, well, we realized that we had left too early. Yeah. So we got there at like 1030, 1045. Yeah, before all the distilleries opened, which we were hoping and, to hit. And they were like, okay, row. so what do you do when you're down there to drink and it's before noon? We did a couple of things. We stopped by the liquor store. Yeah. Firstly, just because we want to see, like, what sort of selection do they have down there? Because yeah. you can tell a lot by a town, by, by the liquor <laughs> store, apparently. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, in, in Washington, we don't have state-ran liquor stores anymore. So yeah. um, there's good and bad. Good yeah. and bad. And down there, it seemed like what is nice is that there's a, there's a good selection in the liquor stores because it's state-run. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a crapshoot in Seattle, even though we have way more distilleries yeah. um, than Oregon does. Um, then I think we went and got hamburgers and, yep. we, and we hydrated as much as possible, yes. um, visit some distilleries. And then we ended up actually stopping by Vin's tasting room in Portland. They're actually in Wilsonville, which is, yeah, their distillery is actually in Wilsonville in their backyard. Um, yeah, we stopped by the tasting room, got to hear a little bit of their story, but we, more importantly, we got to taste through, um, but we just tasted the by joke cause we figured we'd yeah, we um, have a lot of other tastings going on later on in the day. Yeah. Had to, had to limit ourselves a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was really surprised. I I mean, I kind of liken it to sake. Um, I've had pleasant experiences with sake, and I know you had said you had it, and it tasted like... I didn't like sake at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, But but you like this. I love this. Yeah. This, yeah. this is... I, I mean, this is something I'd buy. Keep... It, it, it's a lot more delicate, I yeah. think. I mean, sake is like... I mean, mouthfeel. I mean, it, it does drink like a wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. You know, it's a rice and wine. Um, it's a little bit heavier... Um, and this is definitely toned down from that. I wasn't sure, sure. what to expect at all because I, I really thought it was more like a uh, a, um, a very soft whiskey. I mean, it, yeah. it has it has some of those notes to it. So. Which, speaking of, they also are, are aging these in, in oak barrels, right? Yeah. And, and so that's what they're calling their yeah. their whiskey. Yeah. But like, it's a rice based whiskey, which is kind of well, no pun intended. It's a foreign concept. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the U.S. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we ended up both getting bottles of it, and it's. It's phenomenal. I mean, I've been actually drinking it. We have stir fry um, occasionally in my house. I mean, probably twice a month um, yeah. right now. And so I actually usually kind of like a digestive after dinner, whether it be whiskey yeah. or or or, uh, um, or now baijiu mm-hmm. um, when I'm having more of like an Asian Asian um, uh, flavors. Um, but it's really great actually with spicy food. I found. Um, um, I know that you don't really eat spicy, yeah, yeah. but like a good spicy stir fry, um, it's kind of like a soft flavor. Um, it's the most imbibed uh, <laughs> alcohol in the world, but it's hardly seen outside of China. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it sounds like we've maybe got one distillery in the U.S. And it's been. And it's been. So your options are limited if you want a local Baijiu. Um, sit back and pour yourself a glass of your favorite spirit and enjoy your interview with Michelle from Vin Distillery.
Yeah, so we stopped by your distillery today. Um, I tr we both tried Baijiu for the yeah. first time. We heard oh. about it what, a year or two ago at, at Proof oh, up yeah. in Seattle, which is a lot like this. Uh, there was a couple guys wanting to, to start a distillery doing that. We haven't heard anything about it since. Oh. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure you know, if, if they got started on that or not, but obviously you guys know that can take a while, so they could be just getting started on it. It takes a long time to get yeah. your license yeah. uh, approved through TTB and through the states, yeah. through the city. Yeah, it's a, I think it took our dad, I want to say almost four years wow. from okay. the start conception of the idea yeah. to actually uh, building out and getting the proper yeah. permits and licenses and uh, all the go to get through all the red tapes. How is and that with, is, is Oregon like pretty good at promoting that or is it a fight? You know, is it? more difficult at the federal level or the state level or I local? I think they had more of the challenge at the federal level okay. and then uh, just building out the facility and making sure that it's um, kosher, yeah. right? So yeah. that it's not, you're not going to blow up your neighbors. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if your explosion happens, it doesn't take every, the neighborhood yeah. down, right? Yeah. So yeah. they just uh, exactly. made sure that everything was in line and yeah. on par. So yeah. Yeah, right on. So how long have you guys been, uh, you started how many years ago? We. Uh, Got the approval in March of 2009. Okay. It's when we finally got to legally distill stuff. Yeah. And you practiced a little bit before that. Seven generations before yeah. that. Yeah. So that, that was, we heard, we heard snippets yeah. of that story at your tasting sure. room, but it sounded like your parents were distilling in, in Vietnam and, and left because of Chinese heritage or ejected, I guess. Eject, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Sure. So we were, our family is originally from southern China, like Guangdong province. And then we got, our four generations ago, they migrated to Vietnam to have a better life there. So then our generation, our my siblings and, and I, we got, and our parents all got ejected or deported from Vietnam because of us. We lived in the village of Chinese. Mm -hmm. So we actually never spoke to Vietnamese at all. Oh, really? So, yeah, wow. we were in a community of purely just Chinese and a specific, two specific dialects, too, of Chinese. It's not like Cantonese or Mandarin. It's uh, like, we call it Ngai and Hakka. So there's just this tiny little village of this group. Wow. And then we... Because we were of Chinese descent, they deported us and said, whatever you can carry on your back and on your bike or whatever you have, wow. leave. And so our dad threw whatever, we were lucky to have a bike. And so our dad threw what he could roll on a bike, hauled, carried one child, my mom carried another child, and then me, my older brother and his older sister all walked and followed. And wow. then we just walked for a long time until, and it was really interesting because we got separated at one point and there are, where our dad had to pay the soldier to reunite our family. And so basically oh, wow. he gave away all the money. So <laughs> yeah, I know. We're leaving you, but now what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're, I think my mom only had her gold wedding earrings left. And so when we got to China, we, uh, they were really, it was just another village again, like another farming village. Cause that our parents, what our mom and our dad did, our dad was a skipper on the fishing boat. But then our mom worked in the rice fields. Okay. And so in North Vietnam, if you worked in rice fields, you got paid from dusk to dawn, like a pound of rice. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, it wow. wasn't enough to feed the family. So yeah. then our dad had to give up the ship and then come back and work in the fields too. Oh, my goodness. So it was a really tough life back there. Yeah. And so we went, oh, here is another tough life living uh -huh. in southern China. And then uh, somebody saw our dad's complexion and said, hey, why are you so much darker? And he goes, oh, I used to be a skipper, and you know, and I used to I'd go out in the waters all the time, and never wore a hat and stuff. And they go, 
you know how to sail a ship? And so they said, so he goes, yeah. So they invited him to dinner, got him drunk on Vigil. <laughs> and so he's, they're like, yeah, let's go, let's escape. And so he was like, yeah, I could do it. You know, liquor courage, right? yeah. that's out a lot. And so he, yeah, he made the decision. And our ticket on the boat was because he was the only one in that village that knew how to sail a ship and oh, navigate really? the seas. Wow. And so he's like, hey, nobody's going or my whole family's going. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's what he said. He's like, I don't want to get paid. I guess back then you could pay somebody to navigate the seas uh -huh. and, and escape for you. He says, I don't want payment. I just want my family to be on the ship. And since I have to be uh, steering all the time and navigating, I need you guys to take care of our family. And that wow. was the deal. And then um, for 57 days, I remember it because I was six. Oh, and man. I just went, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is the worst thing. 57 yeah. days out in sea, and I have the worst motion sickness. Too, so <laughs> yeah, was, too. yeah, right? It was horrible. But my siblings and I all conversed about it sometimes. We go, how did we live through that? It's amazing. Yeah, and so we did. And uh, we remember one day our dad told us that we woke up, and it was a violent storm. And the waves uh, washed us to shore. And we woke up in this cove. And there was jagged rocks all around oh us. And I go, oh my God, how did we escape this? And so we don't know what heavens and earth oh, wow. moved around to get us safely into this little tiny cove mm -hmm. and out, you know, outrun the storm. But then we ended up sailing to um, Macau and we ended up at their water. And they were, um, at the time, they were Portuguese occupied, I believe. And mm -hmm. then they couldn't take in refugees. So then they towed us to Hong Kong waters. And then Hong Kong waters, they towed us in as Vietnamese refugees because we were originally from Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, so that's <laughs> how we... It was, uh, we left Vietnam in 78, late 78. We got to China, and then we left China, I want to say March of 79. And then we left Hong Kong November 79, and then we got to States November 13th, 79. Okay. Yeah, so it was, wasn't a long duration, which is unusual, very unusual, because yeah. yeah. we've spoken to other families that um, immigrated, and they all said that they were out for years before they yeah. got to uh, come. So you've been in Oregon then as a family for ever since then? Ever since then. Yeah. And uh, we stayed in Wilsonville since 79. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So, what time did you start distilling? I guess for we may have already asked this, but for family purposes. For family purposes, uh, not too long after we got to the states, because we didn't speak English, right? Mm -hmm. And Baijiu we used to honor our ancestors, to welcome the New Year, mm -hmm. to uh, celebrate with. Then we make medicine with it too, and we cook with it. So oh, wow. it's a huge part of our life. And when we came to the United States, we didn't know how to ask for alcohol. Mm -hmm. We didn't know the word, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, we're like drink. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. you know, but so, so our dad knew how to build a still. Uh -huh. So he just went back and he uh, kind of got the parts and then uh, fabricated a still in the backyard and distilled. And we always, we, it was always the old school style where uh -huh. you had flames. So you had wood fire okay. going, and the kids would tend to the fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, our dad That's was like, awesome. "Don't let that fire go out." Yeah, <laughs> and then we would help with the mash. We'd help with uh, adding the yeast and everything. So we always cool. participated in baking by Joel. We just didn't know we were making alcohol. Yeah, it's just a family thing we're doing. Yeah. It, yes, exactly. It's a and chore. It was a, in our culture, in our family, alcohol was never forbidden. It was mm -hmm. always encouraged because mm -hmm. they believe it uh, helps to make your blood flow better. Mm -hmm. Whether that's true, there's a truth to that or not, we don't know, but they fully believed it. So we thought, we treat alcohol as medicine all mm -hmm. growing up, but yeah. it was actually uh, very much encouraged in our life. 
So what does a traditional, I guess, Chinese still look like? Is this is this made out of metal or is it... Um... It's like it's, it's one together instead of like two separate units, like okay. the con condenser unit and then mm -hmm. the pot unit. Uh -huh. it's, uh, it's the stainless steel pot below and then you have like a bowl. Oh, like okay. A, and then you have, it and then you have a, yeah, it drips down and you have inside the bowl you have a little catcher. Okay. So then you it catches and it comes out the side and yeah. Have you ever seen those? Old I have. Styles? Yeah, yeah. I've got a book that has a few different uh, styles of stills. I I didn't know that those were actually used still. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, back in in our backyard, that's what we used. Yeah. yeah. Now in our distillery, now, we don't use that yeah. anymore. Yeah. It would be very inefficient. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what I was thinking. It's like you got to do all kinds of work to get like a cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so so um, I I was really impressed with with your Baijiu. I mean, not, not oh, to nice. have anything to compare it to, yeah. right. but I mean, I mean, I, I kind of yeah. figured that something made from rice was going to be less flavorful. Right, right, and yeah. and so I'm I'm really we we didn't taste much because we figured we'd be able to you know here, but I'm really interested to try your whiskey. Oh, fabulous! I've never had a um, or a clear spirit that tasted so flavorful. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. But. I was thinking, well, this will be a, a boring vodka, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, I, I mean, I want to put it in a barrel. I want to try it with all kinds of different things. It tasted amazing. So yeah, I don't is. know if that would be bad to do that. but <laughs> No, you'll taste our baijo in a barrel. So, oh, okay. Yeah, because our whiskey was created by uh, our sister just getting these tiny baby barrels from a garage sale. And then um, oh, yeah. take, she had just finished distilling a batch of baijo. So she took that and she dumped it in there and she aged it for a year in that tiny little surface area. Uh -huh. So a year, you can translate that to how many really years in a big barrel, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she comes out, she goes, hey, you guys want to try something? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and it's gold. Go, I go, what is this? And then she, I she goes, just taste it. I go, Oh my God, what is this? This is really yummy. Uh -huh. And so then I gave it to our brother and our sister to taste it, and then they tasted it like, what is this? And she goes, it's our baijo in a barrel. Go, oh, could this be a whiskey? Yeah. I go, wait, what's the whiskey requirement? Right? So we're yeah. like, we uh -huh. didn't yeah. know because yeah. we never had any anticipation or thought to make a whiskey. Uh -huh. And so then we went and I talked, called TTV, and they said, yeah. Rice is a grain. Uh -huh. You have a barrel. Uh -huh. Grain and barrel equals whiskey. We're like, yay! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's how our whiskey I can't wait to try that. That's going to be so, so how many products do you have now? You have baijo, you have um, whiskey, and... A vodka, a okay. rice vodka. Yeah, okay. And that was actually our second product because somebody, uh, when we first came out with the baijo, because it's so flavorful, they wanted something a little more neutral to make um, cocktails with. Okay. And something rice-based, something more gluten-free, something different than corn-based uh, or potato-based vodka. Yeah. So they asked for a rice base, and that's how we came up with the idea to do that. Um, and then we created a blackberry liqueur because all of our stuff are hard spirits. And we mm -hmm. and for the sweet tooth folks, yeah. um, we wanted something that they could sip on while uh, everybody else is enjoying the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's now. So, like, what are your what are your plans for the future? We're uh, coming up with a gin. We're hoping to do that. We're praying and that it works out. And that'll be rice based out. too. It's rice based, cool. and it's also going to be Asian, more Asian oh. botanicals than the, the more the traditional ones. Oh, so we'll see good. how that works out. Fingers crossed that it works yeah. out well. Oh. Um, we have batch one that we 
we are we're like okay we it's a starting point yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how many iterations i mean i mean, I mean we've yeah. met gin distillers up in washington who have done 50 some you know iterations yeah. until they find the right thing so and, and it's usually on a you know a but they're using a still, tiny still and then they've got to, when they find the right one then they've got to translate that from from five thing. gallons to you know 150 or 250 gallons so. exactly exactly yeah. that's probably the challenge we'll face too because we're doing it in a small test batch still yeah. and so first batch is a it's it's good, uh -huh. but it has a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> you see some hope. Yeah. I see hope. I see hope. Yeah. Yes, um, and then yeah. we are coming out with uh, more of a traditional baijiu, uh, the strengths that everyone in China is used to, the okay. fifty-two to sixty uh, percent. And that's with a, a white white rice as opposed to brown rice. Is that We're correct? looking at white rice or brown rice. We're going to play around a little okay. bit with those two and see which flavor comes is out it the best. One traditional. It varies depending okay. on which uh, region. Like region. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like northern China, they rarely use rice. They use sorghum instead because okay. that's much more available up there. Uh -huh. In southern China, rice is grown like wheat, right? So they yeah. they uh, use rice more down there. Do they? So is is there commercial distillation there, or is it mostly? Uh, you know, like home and, and farm kind of distillation there. What's there's over thousands of commercial distilleries over there too, okay. um, and then there's a ton of home distilleries because okay. there's a lot of tiny villages that don't have liquor stores available, yeah. so they have to distill their own stuff. Um, so in China, like if anyone you talk to, they either know somebody who knows how to distill <laughs> baijiu, or they, they, they know where themselves. to get baijiu. Is yeah. that unregulated there, or how is? It, yeah, this, this I'm. I'm of? not sure with the regulations of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how tight tightly they they yeah. regulate. Whether not, I don't know if their regulations are stringent as it is in the U.S. Yeah, where yeah. you're not allowed to even distill a drop yeah. of alcohol without the right permit. Yeah. Whereas in China, I think is, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. there's a billion, 1.4 billion people. That's really it's hard to keep track. track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All you know these tiny little uh, farm villages. Yeah. Yeah. How is it with the distribution for you? Distribution has been good. Yeah. yeah. Oregon is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, they, it's, it's really nice and easy. Uh -huh. They make it very easy for us to bring it to one location and then they help distribute it mm. statewide. Right. Washington's been great. It's very mm. been a Seattle area and then like Spokane. So you are distributed up, up our we way. Are. Huh? We are. Yeah. Cool. We have it. We're going through, we're with Veers um, and they're. Sales folks are out there promoting okay. it and pushing it. So we're excellent. a few stores we'll like Whole Foods and stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so I guess if, if our listeners want to find it, it's either Whole Foods or they need to ask for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go in and ask for it wherever because it, it might more than likely be able to get there. But yes. yeah, Whole Foods, and I would definitely recommend trying it. I mean, it is, yeah. that's some fantastic stuff. It is. Yeah, and Downtown Spirits carries yeah. it. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that store. There's a, a really quaint little store. That, it's not little, it's actually pretty large. It's <laughs> okay. got a huge selection, but Downtown Spirits carries our whiskey okay. and our as well. So, mm. yeah. Any bars in the area, do they carry it? or? Is uh, it... I want to say uh, Monsoon's carries it, okay. um, and that, I went to try their food. They're amazing okay. here in Seattle. Um, then there's a few restaurants down here our way as well that okay. carries cool. it. Yeah, and then we're in um, California, in oh. Southern California. Wow. wow, distribution from here seems easy compared to from Washington. Like I talked to a lot of people from Washington and they're like, well, yeah, we've, we're in a few cities. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, two Hagen stores picked us up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's got to really help at the state level, I guess, to be able to distribute outside because that's, we just don't hear from hear of that you know, up in Washington. Yeah, so. yeah. I guess the one other question, we pretty much ask everybody this just because we're really, really nerdy. Yeah. is uh, who designed your labels and like your logo and all that fun stuff. We had this team called Creative Unground in uh, Florida and they're no longer in in business but the 
group that's there. We still converse with them on and off. On and off. Um, but they came up with the concept because they said, hey, what's your style? What, what's your th theme? And I said, well, it's a seven-generational recipe meets modern style of technology. Mm -hmm. But if, once you take a look at our distillery, it's not modern at all. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we, in our mind, when we first got started, we thought it was. Yeah. And so he says, oh, the marriage between the two. And so they created that I mean, it's a really design. clean design. I mean, with having the grass on the bottom of the bottle is Yeah, cool. that's actually rice. And you know, the the interesting is... Oh, it's a rice? It's a rice, yeah. Oh. So they did it, and they're from Florida. We've never met them in person. Um, we've only conversed via phone and, um, and through, like, you know, internet. But what they did was, if you come to our distillery when you get to visit, the glass, frosted glass back door facing the front door of the distillery is that emblem. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, and they've never seen it. And one day I looked at it and I went, Dad, bring me a bottle. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it was the, it was so yeah. similar. I said, whoa, this is really trippy. That is impressive, yeah. yeah. And then our Vin oh. means, our middle, Vin is the middle name of our five kids, right? And uh -huh. it means like infinite or forever or eternity. Okay. And when the back of the label, the swirly stuff, uh -huh. uh, signs, it's actually the meaning of infinite. <laughs> so it's almost wow. like coincidental or serendipity or yeah. whatever that word would be to describe that situation. But yeah, that's Creative cool. Underground was the group that created our label. Proof's actually going to be coming, what, in July, July 8th. So if you're in the Seattle area, you should come out. Um, we're definitely going to be there. So um, you should meet us there and um, maybe we'll go through and taste the room together. The problem is that there's what? There's at least 40 last year. I don't know how many's going to be there this year, uh, different distillers. And so last year, we tried to limit ourselves to, you know, just, oh, just stuff that, you know, we haven't had before. Well, these distillers are busy. Yeah. <laughs> and they've came out it with a lot, a lot of new stuff. You know, can you really taste through 50 or 60 different spirits? Yeah, you right. can. But you just, you just <laughs> don't want to drive after that. Or carry armloads of bottles. <laughs>